Mike, 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 check. One, two, one, two. Yizzo. What's happening, everyone? What's going on? Welcome into another episode of Mornings with Omar. And it's me, of course, the host, Omar. And I thank y'all for tuning in, man. We made it. We here. This is episode 29. We almost to 30. And I'm glad I'm glad that y'all here. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that, you know, Ricky Rose. I'm alive. I, I'm, I'm thankful to, to still be breathing this, this fresh air. It's so special you know? right here. Shout out to all the listeners worldwide. You know, shout out to the ones in in, in, in Japan and in Hong Kong. Shout out to the people in the United States. You know, people in the East, the West, the South. I see you out there and I appreciate you for listening. This is episode 29, man. I'm happy to be here still. But we ain't on that happy to be here shit, you know. We here like we belong. Shout out to all the women. Hey, if you in your car, man, turn this up right now, man. Turn this up. Financial aid. She used to fight with her mom till I sat them both down. Now she tight with her mom. Yeah, I put the ice on her arm. Man, I'm, I'm starting with Ross, man. Hope everybody's doing good and feeling good. Looking good. Smelling good. Listen, man. This morning's with Omar, man. If this is your first time listening, man, I thank you for even clicking and checking me out wherever you're listening at. If you already been here before, then you know the vibes. You know what's up, man. Um... A lot of weird shit going on, a lot of shit that, you know, it's always shit going on. So that's why I'm here to tell y'all about the shit that's going on. That's my purpose, and I enjoy this purpose, you know? So, listen, man, I'm going to start with some music. Music is always a good a good tone setter, always a, a way to set the vibe. And I've been listening to some good, good songs lately, bruh. Some good music. Um, Most of them been R&B, I'm not even going to lie. I feel like I'm back in my element, you know, just finding these... These these songs and uh, they just be hitting. They just listen. Don't worry, I'm gonna get to it. Um, shit going on with the baby and and Danny Lay. I ain't even know they was a couple. I'm not even gonna lie, but maybe that's just my naiveness or just ignorance. You know. Uh, what else is going on? Young Dolph, man, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Unfortunately, he was murdered. So you know, we'll talk about that too. Uh, and then you know, just the typical shit that's going on in the world. We're going to touch it. We're going to uh, get to it. So, listen, man, let's start with some vibes, B. Let's start with some vibes. I, I've been enjoying yeah, this music. Yeah. If you just waking up, man, just turn this up, man. And, and I'm going to start the day for you, you know. I'm going to start it. Don't worry about it. You just go get dressed. You go hop in the shower, brush your teeth, cook some breakfast. Whatever you got to do, you just start doing that. If you're already in the car, then just, just turn it up, man. Put the phone down. There's nothing else to look at. It ain't safe anyway. Just just turn us up. If you're just sitting down. You just got to work, man. Hey, take your jacket off. Get comfortable. It's going to be a while. Man, listen, pick the right shoes, pick the right shirt, man. It's all gonna go together. 
could only blame me if you wanna call it off. If you walking through the halls and you about to, you about to go in the class, man, just keep bobbing your head, man. Check out the thing that's next to you. Yeah, they looking right. Tell her, tell her. She got you shook, man. I got another one, man. I got another one. I know that. I know y'all feeling that, John, man. Listen, I'm a, we, we gonna go, man. We gonna go. This really gonna start the day right, man. Big buzzing, shit popping, we coming. Uh. Streets love them, hella fans like Mick loving. Uh. Easy does it, be fresh. Out the Come on, get out of bed. So you still in bed, man. You gotta get up. I'm not afraid to let my life shine. Don't be afraid to tackle the day, man. It's yours for the taking. Hey, so sister, let me see you follow. Your beauty could paint a picture with a smile on her face. If you ain't dancing by now, if you ain't shrugging your shoulders, hey, you better start moving. You better catch the vibe. Burr. Should have been a scripture about you in a Bible. Yeah. Tell me what, 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 what you waiting for? Yeah. You know I'm the only way to go. Every time if you on the road right now, just slow down, man. If you late, you late. Yeah. Big buzzing, shit popping, we coming. Streets love them, hella fans like Mick loving. Easy does it, be fresh out the oven. So gully with smooth tone, Don't they me started. I'm not afraid to let my it's life shine on the world. Hey, if you in the dark, feeling shades, let your light show you the way. Concrete dreams, babe. Celebrate daily. You would wanna wanna if it was us against the world. I know they wouldn't stand a chance. Hey. Me and you can run it, they ain't in the running. Hey. Rich before the money, so tell me what, 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 what you waiting for? You waiting for? Yeah, you know I'm the only way to go. Every time it's a song on the radio, radio. I count royalties. Yeah, and shit popping, we coming. Hey, listen, man. We, we 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 gotta just set the mood, set the temperature right. Yeah, you know I mean, I gotta let you know where to start, where to put your mind at. Yeah, you know I mean, if if you just getting up, then your mind ain't there yet. That was that was the start, but yeah, you know I mean, here we go, man. We gonna we gotta give you another perspective, Take another side to it, you know, just in case. Take what you want. Listen, I'm not gonna do that today, man. I'm not gonna Take do that. We, we, did, we talked about Kanye. We moving on now. But this is just so you know. Somebody going to jail tonight. We back though. We back though. Listen, man. 
I got one more and then we're going to really start this thing, man. We're going to start this thing. This is just a reason. Hope your next bitch will fight. Make you question your life. Lead you on. I know you want to jail. Why not just do that? I'm a bad bitch, but I'm on in the middle. Niggas going to jail, man. We got it. You ain't shit. I just lied. Hyped you up for your pride. A hundred bad bitches that I'm on in a million. I know I'm a slut for some love. Listening to some good songs lately. Like I said, man, this is this is more news with Omar, and I'm the host. I thank y'all for tuning in, man. I told y'all there's a lot of it's a lot of good music that I've heard. It's been out. I don't think it just came out. If it did, then I mean, more power to it, man. But I'm happy that I'm 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 able to hear some good songs. It puts me back in the mood where I feel like you know things is gonna be okay when music out. When the music out is good, then it just feels like you know things is gonna be okay. Music really. It really is a mood changer. It really affects people, you know, and it, I'm, I'm glad that it does. I'm glad that it's here. Um, you know, the music class I've been taking, I've, I've been learning about where music started and, and like how the sounds like grew over time and shit like that. And first of all, music came a, a long, long way. And, and, and second of all, you know, it's just you kind of just I like that you you have a lot of variety. There's there's a lot of shit to choose from. Um me just working, like I said, in my field, I'm always listening to different types of music, different sounds, different moods. Um, working with like children, for instance, that are like depressed and, and and anxious and shit like that. They listen to like songs that are like really deep and really like uh, like fucking just mood. You know, it, it's sad music, but it's 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 the content is good. The lyrics are strong. It it really. I can see how it really connects with people. I, I can see how like XX Tentacion, for instance, like really connected with this like group of people. Um, Cause I'm not just going to say they all got like mental issues, but like, you know how, how raw his music is and, and the types of other songs that they listen to where it's just like really raw. I feel like it, it all just kind of, it's something to hold on to, you know, it, it's somewhere, someone out there that's, that's talking to you and you can hear them and it, it's a beautiful thing, man, and all that. It, I feel the same way about R and B. You know, it just when it's when it's a right tempo and it's a right sound and the lyrics are just hitting and it's just like a bop, my nigga. That's just like yo, it's a it's a beautiful thing. And I, I like to make music myself. It's the same with like a rap song, for instance. If 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 the bridge and the the hook or or the the, the lyrics to sixteen or thirty two, whatever, it just if it just hitting and you could just feel it. 
my nigga. It's a beautiful thing, man. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I have been listening to some good music. Some good music. Those songs that I played. Uh, I'll tell you the artist. That last one was "Wish You the Worst" by Alameda. Alameda, I think that's how you say her name. Alameda. Um, that joint is fire. It's it's a fucking. It's it's just some shit that. I can't even explain it. It's just it's a it's, it's fire. You know that that is what it is. Um, that first song was "Shook" by Cautious Clay. Uh, that joint was hard, obviously, and then. That Eric Bellinger song, um, Shine on the World, that's one of those feel-good songs. You know, it, it just makes you want to get up and, and, and tackle the day and, and do what you got to do, man. Take care of your responsibilities. Take care of yourself. And, and you know, don't be afraid, man. Don't be afraid to, like, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard for us to get out of our comfort zones and really, you know, Go after things and and exceed and surpass people that are are stagnant and not really, you know, chasing their goals as much as they should or really trying to do things for themselves that you know they should be doing. But it's important for us to do it for ourselves. It's important for us to not be afraid to leave people behind. I talked about this before. Like sometimes you just gotta let people go. You just gotta wish them the best, but you can't keep holding their hand. You just gotta be like, yo, bro, I told you I want to bring you along, but now. Now I'm I'm pulling you more than you walking, so it's like I gotta let you walk, my nigga, and and or my sister or or whatever, like or my 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 brother or whomever. Not like uh, not uh, literally, but like metaphorically. You know what I mean, so it's like you gotta let people rock, yo. Um, especially when it comes to just getting ahead, like as a as a like financially in in. Fucking, um, you know, just spiritually in, in all aspects, man. You just gotta, you gotta embrace the things that are gonna make you grow and, you know, change you for the better, and just go all in. You gotta just jump in. You know what I mean, um, but there's some other songs that I've heard that is fire that I want to tell you all about. I'm not gonna play them all, but um, I'll just you know tell them to you. Uh, Vito, he did drop an album. I guess this came out uh, a couple months ago in September. Now I heard like three or four songs off this album and they're fire. They're all fire. And Vito's been one of those people that I like, man. He's he's he low key just been consistent and still putting out just straight heat for since I can remember, yo. Like I remember him way back, I think he used to have long hair, maybe. Um, and he had like a single that was it was I can't remember what it was called, but I know that I liked it and it was a man long ago. It was at least like five years ago. And it's good to see that he's still just dropping music. It's still good content, and he can still sing. You know what I mean, it's good beats and shit like that. So, you know. Um, but yeah, he got a song with Ari Lennox called "Juicy." Um, that shit's hard. There was another one uh, that I was called. Uh, duh, 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 duh. I think it was the joint with Jacquees for me. That joint's hard, and there was like a third one I heard. I can't remember which one it was, but the album's called Thirteen Twenty. Uh, it's probably in your phone on all the little apps, so check that out. Um, Vito V E D O. And there was a song called "Leave My Room for You" by Zillow, Z I L O or Zelo. I don't know how these people always got these funky names, but I like that song. It was a feel good song. Uh, y'all, y'all can check that joint out. Um, Otis Kane. I seen it like this this album in the like. 
couple of weeks ago and like the fucking new albums, but I didn't click it because I don't typically just click music uh, that I never heard, artists I never heard. Although I know that's how you're supposed to find new music, I try to find like a single that uh that really dragged me to it, like just on the random, and then that'll make me go go check it out. So that's what happened with with me. I heard like two singles or or so songs off this little EP album, whatever it's called. One was worth it with Kaylee Technus. She was on they she I don't know who it was who it is, but they were on another song I like. I can't remember what it was. I feel like it was a an Alina Baraz song, but maybe not. Um, but that worth it song by Otis Kane, that shit's hard. And there's another one on there I heard and that was hard too. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna download this and I'm gonna check it out. But I've been listening to so many songs I haven't even got a chance to go to that to that EP yet. So I'm gonna check that out. Um Sayaria the Kid, Sayari the Kid, he's a rapper, but he makes like relationship type of songs well I don't think all of his songs are like that but the ones that I've been hearing like it's usually about something maybe it's not him personally but he can relate to like a feeling that people had and it's really well like actually I'm gonna play I'm gonna play some of the song it's called a thin line and first he's nice but just the way he raps and tells a story I was told a big difference between turning your phone and turning your phone off. You was wide open, I was closed off. You were introverted, and I be showing off. They was going on, why you going off? In the bed with your outside clothes. You know you be sleeping with your clothes off. Yo, we got big problems. Facts. Thinking I've been dishonest. You be leaving all your shit at my crib so the next bitch find it. Don't and that's toxic. Be petty and give away your silk bonnet. Sometimes I'm slick child. And that hurts, man. That hurts when when she fucks a nigga that's bigger than you. Like, you know what I mean, success wise or whatever, it's like, come on, cuz like you supposed to wait. You supposed to be patient. You supposed to wait till I get to that level, and yeah, you know I mean, and then I, you you rock with me, yo. But you can't fuck a nigga that's that's bigger than me, cause cause now you know I mean that that affects my ego, you know. So, um, yeah, that song's hard, man. It's called A Thin Line by Sai Ari the Kid. Dude's nice. Remember I told you a song he had with a uh, fucking one of them female artists. I can't remember. Um, but that shit was hard too. So. You know, check that out. Uh, some another song, obviously that Eric Bellinger. That's the EP, that single that uh, shine, shine on the world that came from an EP or an album of his. It just came out recently. I missed it because you know Eric Bellinger. He's a, he's an independent artist. Uh, he might be signed, but like I think he owns like all his masters and shit. He writes for a lot of people, and in the hook, in the chorus, the hook, you can hear him say, you know, every time I listen to a song. On the radio, I get royalties because, you know, when they play your music, you get a check for that. He writes a lot of songs for the likes of, like, Chris Brown. I think maybe Trey Songs. Um, he works with, like, uh, Jeremiah, write for Jeremiah. And them. Like, he's, he's, if you never heard of him, he wrote a lot of your favorite songs, you know. Um, him and uh, Tori had, like, a little beef back then a couple years ago about shit, but that's neither here or there. Eric Bellinger's nice. 
EP is called uh, New Light And Y'all should check it out Uh there's still there's still plenty of songs, man. I feel like I I just want to play them all, but I don't want to just that that Mario and Chris Brown song. I know it's old, like it's a couple of weeks old now, but I still got that in rotation. That song is still hard. That get back, that's one of my yo. That shit is just it's one of them Johns. Lucky Day, he's featured in a song with a I don't know how to say this. Yo, it's like a, a, a I don't know A D E K U N. L E Gold. I don't know, but the song's called Sinner. Lucky Day is one of my favorite artists. I tell you all the time. When he's on things, it's just hard. I'ma play this one because it's just like fuck it, man. If you're on your way to work, then you know, this is music. This is this is something to ride to. It's still it's still mood setters, it's still a vibe, it's still a loving you. Hey, let me shut up now. Said I was done, but see I'm here. Yo, this is You this don't is make my, it easy One of my favorite right now To stay away from Yawa Shiba, oh Shiba Girl, you make me sinner Shiba, oh Shiba No make me pull the trigger Never say never No, I can't do whatever If you're in traffic, just relax, man I got you Don't wanna be so loser, no Still getting ready, ready for the day. Just keep getting ready. Take your time. Can feel my lips burning, losing composure. Can feel my face drowning. Seems so irrational. Ready to risk it all. If I can't have you, nobody can. Tell me how can I get my mind off you? Oh Shiba, I cannot take my hands off you. Tell me how I cannot get my eyes off you. Oh, yeah. Shiba, oh Shiba, girl you make me sinner. Shiba, oh Shiba, no make me pull the trigger. Never say never. No, I can't do whatever. Shiba, oh be mine. And then Lucky Day comes on the course. Yes, such a rush, my baby, slow down, come find your love. I'm hoping you see me, come serve it up, loving how you steer it up. Everybody belong on TV. Ooh, this feeling I can't hide. You feeling up my mind, and I just don't know why. Shiba, Shiba, girl, you make me a sinner. Shiba, Shiba. I still don't know how to say that artist's name, but if you search Lucky Day and search Center, it'll pop up, man. I just, I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your name. It's, it's you'll say some wild stuff. But that song came out in like the summer, and I'm mad I missed that because that's one of those ones I'd have really enjoyed this summer. I would have definitely had my shirt off somewhere to that with some, with some, Around a beautiful woman, you know. That's just that's just is what it would have been. You know what I mean? So uh but anyway, more songs that came out. This uh, there's one by Sophie Marks. I never heard of her, but there's a song called Palo Santo. Uh that John is hard. I don't know where I heard hear these songs at. I don't know how I come across these artists, but 
If you're listening, listen, you make good music. So keep doing that. Rum Gold. I don't know who this is. The artwork is hard though on the cover. It's an EP. I heard like two or three songs on this, John. It's called Thicker Than Water. Rum Gold. Check it out, man. It's 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 good music. It's good vibes. It's good energy that I'm giving you, you know. Uh, Santino La Saint, he dropped a song called Sleepless Nights. That's hard. I'll probably play that a little later. Um, but if you don't make it that far because you forgot or something or you just forget to check back, check it out. You know what I mean? Sleepless Nights, Santino La Saint. And Yeah Lee, this is an album or EP that came out earlier this year too. Um, I seen it in the suggested New albums, but I didn't click it. I heard a single off of it, and I heard like another song off of it. Then, and it's hard, man. The, the couple songs I heard is hard, so check it out. Yay, Ali! And you know, there's a few more, but I'm gonna save those, man. I'm gonna save those. So, next, man. Um, let's see, man. Let's see. I guess we could talk about the baby. We could talk about... All right, so let's talk about the baby situation, man. We'll get back into some other songs. Uh, the baby made made headlines and stuff, not for any homophobic... Uh, no, nothing... He didn't say anything else homophobic. So, or whatever the word is, like whatever the, these terms are, I can't even keep up with them, with the offensive terms, you know, or... You know, y'all know what I mean. But anyway, he didn't say shit. Um, but he was on Instagram live, I believe it was, and I, he was with his baby mother, who is Danny Lay, which I didn't even know yet his baby mother was Danny Lay. Um, but that's only cause I don't pay attention to these things. I don't care about people's personal life. I just listen to music and I see the shit that like really makes headlines, headlines. So the baby, first I seen people posting, oh, the baby's this, the baby's that. I was like, what the fuck did the baby do? Did some little digging, like, okay, well, I guess he was on Instagram Live. And I guess Danny Lay was at his apartment, it seemed like, like a like a condo or something. And he was saying, like, yo, I want you to leave. She was saying, like, yo, I'm not leaving. Why you got me on Instagram Live right now? You embarrassing me. And um, he eventually goes on to call her his side bitch. And then she gets upset. And then I guess she had got her things and then finally left. But this is already like well into a live that, you know, I don't know how long the live was. I didn't see the whole entire live. I just seen the clips that y'all probably seen as well. And each clip was like 30 seconds to a minute long. So this is probably over like maybe five minutes, three or four minutes probably between like three and five minutes of a live. I don't know if it was just the live of that, but it seems as if after he said that you just, my side bitch line. And then I guess he would got, I don't know if he got back on live and had his daughter with him. and was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is what matters, blah, blah, blah. But and then she had posted later saying me and my baby are safe. We made it out of there, whatever, whatever. As if she wasn't safe. Um, because he didn't endanger her 
or their baby by any means. So I don't want that to kind of be a narrative by her claiming that, hey, I'm safe now, as if she never was. Um, but that's neither here or there because I don't think there's any victims in this. But there's two different perspectives that however you're looking at it, you may get the wrong. You may miss out on the other other side of things, you know, so I must do my best to break down both. Both both sides of the spectrum as unbiased and subjective as possible. OK, so um, first I'll do the baby's perspective. OK. And this is neither right nor wrong. This is just how I see his side of things. So the baby is in his home, all right, and he wants her to leave his home. So just that alone, that's something that, you know, I'm a, I'm big on morals and I'm big on, on, I'm big on that, morals, you know, and, and values and, and core beliefs of, of, I don't want to say entitlement, but it's like, Certain respect that you have to give. If you're in my home, you have to respect my home. You know, um, as a guest, as anyone I invite here, you have to respect my home. If you know, if you smoke in your home and you know I don't like smoking in my home, don't come in my home and smoke in my home. Whether you're my girl, whether you're my best friend, whether you're my parent, whatever. You got to respect my home. I pay the bills here, not you. So, you know, just by him saying, hey, I want you to leave. You should leave because it's his home. It's where he pays the bills, you know. He pays whatever, mortgage, rent, whatever. So she doesn't want to leave because I'm guessing, well, obviously, she's she wants to have a conversation with him. Like, she's trying to get his attention to say, yo, I'm trying to talk to you, and you're on live right now, you know. So, um, but this is not this is not about her part yet. This is just his perspective. Um, So already right there, like, you know, that's something that, she should respect and she should acknowledge and she she should be like, yo, all right, you want me to leave? I should leave. Um, and then I guess, you know, if you see that he's on live and he's not getting off, then, you know, you have to take the culpability and still participating in this while I'm on live, you know, because... You know, you not looking at, you may not be looking your best. You may be just looking like, you know, how you look on a regular without makeup and everything like that. And I'm not calling her by any means an ugly woman because she's still an attractive woman. But you know how the, 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 how things can look, you know. So if people are used to seeing you one way and they see you another way, they might, you know, start really running it on you for whatever reason. So, you know. You have to take some responsibility for still trying to talk to me, even though I'm on live saying I want you to leave. All right. So she has to, she, I mean, she wants to keep talking while he's on live doing his thing. You got to take what comes with that. And I think he was even saying the same thing. You got to take what comes with that. You know, I'm telling you this right now, but I'm willing to take what comes with this. And he was, he was saying that he was voicing it. Yo. This is my decision, and I'm I'm willing to accept the consequences of it. He seems like a person who who doesn't hesitate about accepting responsibility for for what he's done. I mean, he may have uh, hesitated with the with the gay remarks and things like that, and you know he really faced cancellation, you know, quote unquote. Uh, but you know he was willing to accept 
those responsibilities until he saw the financial ramifications of things. Um, but when it comes to other things that he's done, and it's well documented, you can just Google search some things. He accepts responsibility for the things he's done. So, moving on to her perspective, okay? So, uh, all right, so Danny Leyes is baby mother, and I guess they've been together for at least, like, two years now, okay? Because I've seen, like, images of them um, all last year in different months doing different things, participating in different, you know, different things. So, it's like, all right, so clearly, clearly, she believes that she's his girlfriend. Um, whether they made that official or, or didn't make that official, I don't know. But to lead a woman on like that, you you can't do that. I mean, you can't do all those sorts of things and commenting under posts and really supporting her and, and making things public and having a baby to her, you know, and having her at your crib clearly like, like a normal thing, like, she looked very comfortable. She looked like, you know, she may have stayed the night or a few nights, and she has her child there, um, very relaxed, very, you know, down-dressed into, you know, house clothes and shit like that. So, clearly, she's been there before. She's very comfortable. Um, she, she, you know, she's under the impression that they are uh, in a relationship. And I don't fault her for that because it seems as if they was based off of, just thought the things I've saw over the last, I mean, I I didn't see it as it happened, but just looking at all the shit online, it seems as if they was a thing for the past couple of years. Um, so now nah, you can't, if you can't be on live telling shorty to get out your crib and, and she's mad, like, and she's in that, that, that mode that she's in where she's trying to talk to you. She's trying to get your attention. She's trying to, you know, have a conversation so you just saying, hey, get out while you're on live. It, one, it doesn't look like you're serious. Um, but but two, the, probably most importantly, you're embarrassing your woman, you know, or what she believes is, yo, I'm your woman and you're embarrassing me right now. To the to however many viewers you have, plus more, whoever's going to see this afterwards, millions of people, you know, you're embarrassing me in front of millions of people. I have your child. I'm, I'm the mother of your child. Why are you embarrassing me, the mother of your child, so, you know, I feel for her for that, and and the baby was wrong, like, if she's trying to talk to you, be a man, tell her that you want to leave, get off your phone, and I'm not telling him what to do, this is, I'm, I'm just generally speaking, you know, I have nothing but respect for the baby, Um, not that I ever met him, but it's just like, you know, as a man, you respect men until, you know, there's there's a reason to not respect him, you know. I don't think he's done anything that, that where I can say, oh, I don't respect him. But it's like you know, you you pay respects to to men as men. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta get off your phone. You gotta just tell her that you're serious. I seriously want you to leave. You know, for whatever reason. You know, whether you want to provide that reason or not, you you owe her that much if it's your girl or if you're portraying it and giving her the impression that you know she's your girl. Have a conversation. Get it out. Tell her what it is, and accept those same responsibilities that you was that you were saying that you accepting. You know, um. So I seen a lot of yo, the baby ain't shit talk, and I seen a lot of shit like yo, men ain't shit because men do the same shit. Um, but I seen men saying yo, you know, yo, that's 
actually, I ain't see men saying shit. I ain't gonna lie. But how I can see it is as well is like, yo, this is my crib. You gotta go, yo. So at the end of the day, you gotta respect that. I see both sides because I look at things always from more than one angle, and and you know, not just from my perspective, but but what was the situation at hand? Maybe everything was cool, and maybe she said some some wild shit, and he's like, nah, you gotta go because now you're tripping, or maybe. I don't know. I didn't see the whole live. I like. I don't know what what, what happened, and I, I don't even care. But it's just, you know, it's it's a big thing that happens. So, you know, sometimes you just gotta talk about things, even though you really don't want to talk about them. Because I really don't give a shit. I really don't care about about none of that. But it shit happened. Uh, but <sighs> let's listen to some more music, and and we'll, we'll just keep talking about that shit. Yeah, I know you need someone who's patient Someone that you can spend your days with I know you need someone to love you and hold you down Faithful when they come around But I'm saying You don't need no more complications You need someone ready to sacrifice and take their time Maybe I can make you mine But both of us are holding on to something Should we stay or should we keep on running? When you can't cure the pain with medication I'll come to you, just send me the location Cause I don't wanna be alone for too long I lose myself when you're gone I never wanna find a way to move on I'm here forever, girl, say So mine. hold your hand in mine Don't leave me behind I won't waste your time I wanna show you real love I wanna show you real love Hold your hand in mine Don't leave me behind I won't waste your time I wanna show you real love I wanna show you real love oh, oh. Cause you need somebody who could show you How to heal the pain you go through Maybe I could show you I'm trying to get to know you yeah. Hey, listen that's Fora. Uh song is called Romeo's Cure. I like Fora. Fora dropped some some songs a few years back that I really enjoyed and I like. And this is another one. I like the the, the energy, the vibe that they be they be coming with and you know, y'all should check that out for sure. Um so let's take a quick little second and come right back to him. All right, y'all be back, man. I got my boy, my boy Sleazy. The one, my boy Paige, man, I, I've, uh, we already been talking, but, um, yeah, man, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Everything is good. And, uh, yeah, you know, what, what kind of made me think of you for real and why I even reached out, you know, obviously young Dolph, uh, he was mm-hmm. killed yesterday and shit like that. And you the first person I thought of, I don't know why, but I know you from Memphis. So I'm like, damn, I kind of felt, I kind of, yeah, yeah, go ahead. When I, when I tell you my phone blowed up yesterday. Man, that shit was crazy. Uh, one of my partners from Germany, he called me. It was like, I'm an hour ahead of Mississippi, so yeah. I was two o'clock. So it was one o'clock when it happened. He called me first. I'm on the phone with him. Then my little cousin called me. I'm on the phone. My, my phone ended up cutting off. Damn. I had so many calls coming through at one time, man. That shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I've been like, me first time listening to Dolph was like that time we was in Korea together. 
And yeah. I remember you you was playing shit like that then. So I'm like, and that was like my just introduction to it. And like I said, this shit kind of, I felt the way just reading that, you know, Young Dolph died. I'm like, damn, that shit's crazy. But I know you you was a big Dolph fan and, and you from Memphis too. So I'm like, how does it feel for like a person obviously from there and that, you know, been listening to Dolph for mad long? It hurt. And I think it hurted me more because just last year I was in Germany. And it's crazy that I'm a week off from exactly a year. Man, I had Thanksgiving at my house last year in Germany. And um, me and my partners were sitting around drinking, and we was talking about the Mo3 deal. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he asked me, um, he said, man, how do you think you would feel if something like that happened to Gotti or Dawson Mississippi? Damn. And I was like, I said, that'll fuck me up. But I said, the good thing about Mississippi is, Niggas down there kill each other, but they ain't gonna kill nobody like that. So we don't kill rappers and shit like that. Like, right, they don't right. do shit like that. And Man, that's, that, that's what I person. thought too, for real. That's why I I, I was surprised because I'm like, damn, this shit don't happen in, shit, in places like Memphis, bro. Like, they don't do that there. Nah, I'm talking about, I was blind. I'm like, man, it's like, it's like I jinxed myself because I'm like, I said something like this will never happen. I was always told never say no. And I'm like, almost a full year. I'm a week off from a yeah. full year. I said this shit, it happened. I was like, that's Damn. crazy. Yeah, that, that is crazy. When you put it like that, you were just talking about this shit. Man. And I'm like, the way it went down, it's, it's, it's like, pretty sure, I mean, Donk was a street dude. So was he yeah. involved in other stuff? Probably so. But I'm like, a lot of shit nowadays, man, we getting too old, it can be resolved. Yeah, facts, facts. So, big dog the big, do you know? The big dog the do you big know dog. what happened? Because like I just read the story, or do you like you know? Because you from there, have you talked to people like yo? This ha- this what happened? Yeah, I mean, niggas knew he was gonna be here or some shit. Problem. Like was this shit like that? Like niggas knew where he was gonna be? Uh, it kind of that's what it sound like. To be honest, some of the stuff I was hearing, and I, I don't know how true it is, but um, like I said, he was in tour with some real street people, and supposedly they had money on his head, so. Everybody know how Dolph move in Memphis. He he's nine times out of ten gonna be solo because he's well respected. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. He still loves everybody. So yeah. you know when you see them camouflage cars, it ain't nobody else but him. Yeah, and they said that he was like he was about to hand out turkeys and shit or some shit, right? Like give back. Yeah, he's supposed to be doing that today. Oh, today? Okay, okay, I see. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. That 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 shit really fucked me up because I'm like, damn, yo, that's a not only like a you know one of the hip hop one of the greats, you know musicians we got that don't get enough respect don't get talked about enough um and i'm not like a listener listener but you know i've heard mm-hmm. i heard some shit obviously like i said that time i spent with you out in korea that was kind of my introduction uh the last shit i really listened to was like the rich slave a couple years ago and i really fuck with that shit but like i yeah. said you've been somebody that that's been listening to him that's been you know that's from the hometown so yeah man that shit's really crazy yeah it's crazy because it's like Man, we all trying to make it at the end of the day. So it's like, at some point in time, when is the beef shit going to get old? When can we put things aside and come together as one and move as a unit again? Because, being honest, you put a lot of black folks in the same room together and give us time to come up with a plan, we're going to make some shit happen and we're going to be unstoppable when we all together. For real, for but real. everybody, it's like, the generation so fucked up nowadays is really just like, Oh, he look like he got more than me. Oh, he doing better than me. I got I got to up one on him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where it's at now. And it's like, I don't know if it's the music getting to him. I don't know if it's the 
drugs or what, but it, it, it's been crazy. Yeah, I feel like, like, I don't know, just from somebody that, I feel like you don't even get no cool points for doing shit like that either. Like, it's like, you can't, you can't brag about that, about killing Dolph. Like, that's somebody that's, that's, that made it and, and still giving back, still, you know, showing love and shit. So, I feel like you don't he even was, get no he was a, a Memphis, Memphis hustle for real. That's really what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a good way to put it because that's how I I kind of thought about it too. Because I'm like, damn, Nipsey, Nipsey got killed in his own hood. Now Dolph getting killed in his own hood. Like, what type of shit is this, man? It's not how it's supposed to go. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, that's wild, man. Damn, uh, man. Rest in peace, Dolph, man. Like for real. Um, oh yeah, most definitely. And and. Hopefully some shit, you know, comes out of this where where everybody can kind of get peace and shit, man. But that, that's a tough loss, not only on hip hop, but yeah, for Memphis people, for you. And, you know, I feel for you, man, because I was like, damn, like I said, you're the first person I thought of with this shit. I was like, I hope my man, I, right, because, you know I mean, when I lost, when we lost like DMX and shit, that shit kind of fucked me up. Because I was like, you know what I mean, this is, I grew up listening to DMX and, and that was one of those people that just... I seen like one of the hip hop heroes because you know he rapped about this shit, you know, doing drugs. Exactly. And, um, and, yeah, yeah. And Dolph did and, the same shit. Yeah, because with DMX, man, that shit felt like a, a great uncle dying or something. Yeah, yeah, like for a real. Close family member. Yeah. And it messed me up because it was like I used to like I watched a lot of the interviews and stuff. You know, it's a lot of podcasts and stuff out mm-hmm. there now. And I watched like Jay Z them talk about how he used to perform, and I'm like. Everybody's saying how great he was, but I'm like, when I listen to the actual words that was coming out of his mouth, man, this guy been begging for help his whole career. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, but it's like everybody's looking at it like, oh, that's just DMX. But mm-hmm. Like, he cried out for help so many times. You kind of forget that that they just a real person and they... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People get so caught up in the fame, but it's like, he was a human, like he was just a regular man, human being at first. Like he was born, and he was always that. But yeah. because of his career, they look at it like, oh, you, you know, you kind of like a superhero. You no longer look at just a regular human no more yeah. once you reach that. Same, same with oh. athletes and shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, what about this the baby thing, man? Like I said, I, I kind of talked about it already, and I, I could see both sides to it. How you know, obviously the baby's right. I feel like, and she kind of right too in her own. Um, and I didn't really know about this until obviously it just shit kept blowing up and blowing up. Everybody talking about the baby. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I looked at it. You know, I guess he was on live. His his girl. I, I didn't even know it was his girl because I don't pay attention to shit like that. I didn't even know they had right. a kid together. But uh, yeah, I guess he was kicking her out. Like, yo, you gotta go. She ain't want to leave. Whatever, whatever. Like, have you ever been in a situation where it's like you telling the girl because you in your place or whatever? Like, yo. I want you to leave, and she not leaving type shit. I haven't, but I respect the way he did it. A lot of people's like, he shouldn't have went live with it, but my thing is, he's a black man. Not only that, he's a black man with money, so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people look up to him and follow him, so it's like, if he never went live, and she was to call the police and say he put his hands on it, he's done. Facts. That's true. So the no fact he went live and you know he didn't get violent with her or nothing like that, I respect it. I ain't even think about it like that. That is, that's a good point because, yeah, you know I mean, one of the things I just talked about was like, you know, she had posted afterwards like, oh, I, me and the baby are safe. Like, and I was like, well, you never was wasn't safe. Like, you was always safe. So why are you even using that word safe? You know what I mean? 
but that that's the way it is because it's like the laws and shit is so crooked to the point it's like that's both of their child. Mm-hmm. If the baby was to leave that house with the baby itself, you know he's going to jail for kidnapping. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But if she was to pack up and just leave without him putting her out, you know what I'm saying, with that baby, it ain't too much he can do about it. He can't say it's the baby kidnapped or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's, they with the mother. It's, it's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like situations like that because it could just portray the baby in, in a certain way where I mean it wasn't like that. So yeah, like you said, like just going live, maybe that was his his way of showing like, yo, listen, I'm innocent in this. I just wanted to leave type shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. The stigma against black men is something crazy. Facts, facts. Um, now you still in the army, right? Unfortunately, yeah, I am. Okay, so one of the things I felt like you just saying stigma against black men. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like you experience any stigma or any type of, you know, un uneasiness being in the military, still being in? You know what I mean, most definitely. Um, for one, it's like okay, my plan was to leave the city. That's why I joined. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too much going on. I knew I didn't want to go to school again. Like, shit, I didn't want to go to high school when I had to go. So what makes me <laughs> think I want to get out and go so, right back right. to college? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So um, I joined. In Korea, I can say everything was easy for me. I ain't had no problem. Korea was, but, Korea was the different life, yo. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, when I left there, so I went to Fort Campbell. That's close to home. So I found myself getting into trouble, but it was like not nothing major trouble. Like we're in the Army, so it's like me getting mm-hmm. pulled over with guns in my car and stuff like that. They all registered to my name. What's mm-hmm. the issue? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, you said me I'm wrong because I had them on post. All right, cool. I'll take that slap on the wrist for that. But it wasn't that. It was another black man, which was my commander at the time, you call me to your office, I go talk to you. You go off on me, you telling me how I'm that 1% that don't supposed to be in. I'm a gangster, I'm a thug, I'm this and that. And it's like, you go, mm. you form everybody, you put everybody in formation, and you tell everybody who has personal own weapons, and see how many people raise their hand. For real, for real. Does that make them gangsters and thugs too? Or are you telling me this because I'm a black man, you look at my home a record of where I'm from, like, you know, what's yeah. the real issue here? Yeah, and you just so, you just a, a law abiding citizen just having legally owned weapons, you know what I mean? Exactly. And I mean they wasn't it was like even if someone was to go down, I still gotta get out of my car and go in my trunk to get them. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't yeah. like I'm just riding around scrapped at the time. Right, right, sitting on your lap and shit all crazy. So it was that that was the first issue. Um and while I was there, I actually um went to jail there. I went to um not necessarily jail, but it was like the military, the, the provost marshal, yeah, whatever yeah. they call it. Um, and that was also my fault. It was just really, it was, I think they stopped me because I had a light out. At the time, that money coming from Korea versus being in the States was so <laughs> different. I'm a POC, so I'm yeah, broke. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, one of my partners, man, he from back home, too. He had just got a new car, so I'm like, I had just got a new car, too, but I ain't even got my shit registered or nothing yet. So I'm like, hey, man, what you do with your license plate? He like, it's, I still got it. I took his license plate and slapped it on mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real shit. So, <laughs> so 
So they pulled me over. They asked me, uh, did I own a Toyota? I was like, yeah, that was my old car, man. And he asked for the insurance. I ain't had nothing on my car. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm trying to say it. Kid. <laughs> so I knew I was fucked up there. So the thing that fucked me up about that, y'all handcuffed, y'all put me in handcuffs. Y'all put me in these shackles and shit. Like I'm a real criminal. Like Damn. I don't really need something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. And yeah, so, that's unnecessary, yo. So they put me in the cell, and like 10 minutes later, it's this white guy come back there. He drunk as fuck. You know, he done ran into the front gate, DUI. Damn. He ain't in no handcuffs. Oh, wow. See? See? You know what I'm saying? And he talking, laughing, playing with y'all. And this man said, hey, sir, do you got a cigarette? Can I go out and smoke a cigarette? You let this man out and smoke a cigarette. Mm. Yeah, I asked y'all, can I go to the bathroom? You told me to hold it. Yeah. See, it, 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 that, shit, that shit really still just be in, in this the simplest of situations. Yeah, you know I mean? Look how y'all treat it. You know what I mean? And, and I experienced similar shit, bro. Like, my shit... Was never like, I mean, it was kind of at that level, cause I caught a DUI while I was in while I was in South Carolina, and mm-hmm. let these motherfuckers tell you they'd have thought. You know I mean, I really like went out here and ran somebody over with my car, yo. They was acting like I did the worst thing possible, bro. And I'm like, yo, niggas get DUIs all the time, bro. It's not like, you know I mean, man, listen, <laughs> especially in the military. So it's like that's all we can ever do in there is drink. You know what I mean, so it's not like we could do anything else. And my commander at the time, yo, it was a white dude, but like, man, he had it out for me for the jump. And and this is where I feel like I felt like some type of, you know, just some some niggas treating me different type shit because you know I was in supply. Mm-hmm. And you know when I got to South Carolina, I ran my own shit. I was a I was a E three going on E four, but I was the one in charge. I was the supply sergeant. We ain't had nobody else. You know what I mean, so from the jump, he kind of just was like, oh. I don't like you doing this type shit because you you not high ranking and and like he just ain't had no respect for me. But I'm like my nigga, I'm looking out for you, bro. So like all this like hatred you're giving towards me, it, it, you shouldn't even be giving to me because I'm looking out for your pocket. You know what I mean, and when I got the DUI, yo, he had it out for me. He was trying to, you know how that go, man. They trying to take everything from you, the money, the rank. You know what I mean, it's just like fortunately he left before he was able to follow through. But if he was there. Man, I'd have lost it all and, and for, you know, a dumb reason that happens to a lot of people. So did you end up beating it or what What happened with it? Uh, kind of. I mean, I got out for real and that was the end of it. I just was like, you know, I paid like I paid the fines and shit for like, you know, on a state level. But as far as the military, yeah. they ain't do shit. But they said if I'd have stayed in, they was going to I mean, take my head off. Yeah, yeah. I got a homie that's going through something similar to that right now. So, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, that shit, that shit different. But how about how how in what ways? I mean, because we both been in the military, you've been in longer than me, obviously. But like, mm-hmm. what ways did did it change you from you know before you got into now when you you've been in? How do you see things different? Because like you said, I'm the same way. I got I joined because ain't nothing was going on in my city. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'd rather go here than than stay here. So, I mean, how did it change you from from the beginning? To now, you know what I mean? I think the military made me grow up a lot faster. You got me in these foreign countries by myself. I don't know nobody. Yeah. Um, I had to grow up and adapt a lot faster, which I think was a, a great thing. Yeah. Um, as far as being a black man, it, it taught me, along the way, I got so many different connections from the military. It's like, it taught me how to be a man. 
Mm. You know, uh, it taught me how to conduct business, uh, how to carry myself. Like, I think I, I, it's a lot of upside on it. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of bad days, too. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, just trying to stay positive, it taught me a lot. Um, and men from the area I'm from, I didn't really interact with a lot of white people or nothing like that. Really nothing outside of black people. <laughs> but along the way, like, shit, right before I left um, Germany, coming from a white man, he told me um, I needed him to sign my clearing paper so I can leave Germany. Mm-hmm. And um, he told me, you're going to the States. I'm, I'm happy that you're going back to the States. That's all I ever talked about was Chick-fil-A and being back in the States <laughs> doing whatever I want to do, you know. So he was like, when I go there, try not to enjoy myself too much. I asked him to elaborate on it. So, and I like that about you. Not to cut you off, but I like that about you because you know, just being around you and shit like that, you know how to like operate in front of these people and still, you know, be yourself though, but still, you know, know how to you know conduct yourself. Yeah, yeah, conduct business and shit. Yeah. So when he told me close the door, he told me he was going to say something. Hopefully, I don't get mad and I can completely understand where he was coming from. But like, yeah, well, you know what I'm gonna be mad about? He said, as long as you got this uniform on, you a hero. He said, but when you get out for work and you go put your civilian clothes on, you just another nigga to these people. Mm. Remember that. So never forget that. Mm. And it's coming from a white man. Damn. That's deep. You know? And the way he broke it down, he was like, when you in uniform and you go to a restaurant, somebody's guaranteed probably to pay for your meal. Yeah. He said, but if you take that uniform off and you come in there with your regular clothes on, they finna stick their nose up at you. That's facts. What he doing up in here? You know, and I was like, that's the realest shit I think somebody has ever told me since I've been in there. Mm. Yo, for real, for real. And, so I, never I, get, I, and I took that, and to me, that meant never get too comfortable. Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically what that means. Because, like, overseas, you kind of get love over there just being, being an American, being black. I feel like in Korea, I got mad love just because you know, exactly. they, they, yeah, they liked us. They they thought we was cool and shit. They liked the culture, but yeah, over here it's like, nigga, we don't give a fuck. I call it the fake world because <laughs> I'm like, being in Germany, I did three years over there. I watched the news over there. Breaking news is you got a car going 173 miles per hour. That's mm. breaking news. Yeah, you yeah. don't see murders over. There. You don't see shootings and people being stabbed. You don't see none of that. You don't even see houses catching on fire. Right. So I call it the fake words. It's kind of like I'm away from reality. I kind of forget that type of shit goes on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it, it, I get on Facebook and it's like, oh, there was a mass shooting in Walmart or this church got shot up mm-hmm. or this restaurant got shot up. It's like, I don't yeah. want to go back to the state. That's where I'm from, you know? Yeah. I kind of felt like that when I first came back to South Carolina. I was like, damn, because, you know, most of y'all, y'all stayed. Y'all was like, nigga, we going to Germany, whatever. And I was like, yeah. nah, I'm trying to go to the States, whatever. I was mad hype. Got back, I'm like, man, this ain't it over here. Like, it's like you said, it's all the same shit. Ain't nothing changed. So it's like, I might as well stay over there where, where one, I feel more free and I feel like, you know, at peace, kind of. Like, I ain't got to worry about something. Exactly. Shit. Yeah, that's exactly, crazy. man. So I'm like, I just try to take it day by day. At the end of the day, one thing guaranteed for sure, we all got to end it. Mm-hmm. We don't know when it is. We don't know how we're going to go. But we all got one of those. But like I tell everybody, every day God allows you to open your eyes, there are two things guaranteed. You got a chance and a choice. Mm. What you going to do with 
Mm. And that's guaranteed. I like that. Chance and a choice. Damn. And that's that's every day. Every day he allows you to open your eyes, you got that chance to go and make something happen. And you got that choice on what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's big fact. Because we all got that expiration date. We just don't know what to do. Chance and a choice, motherfucker. All right, man. Um, before I let you go, man, have have you been? You know, one of the things I like to talk about is like you know shows and shit. Kind of give people like you know a lot of people watch Netflix, Hulu, all that shit. So has there any? Has there any? Has there? Uh, I can't even talk. Has there been anything good that you've been watching that you want to recommend? And you know, shit like that. I like that money heist. For uh, sure. I'm into that BML series right now. I gotta catch up on that. I'm, I think I'm gonna just wait till the whole season end and then just watch it because I don't like catching. up. I know I'm gonna catch up and then I'm be mad. Mm-hmm. I gotta wait for another week. Yeah, you know I mean for the for the episode to come out. Yeah. So I, I don't know how many seasons they gonna have of it because I think it's only one more episode. They gonna oh, come for real? out. Okay. Yeah, because he got his hands and everything. Mm-hmm. I see he talking about. Uh, he said he finna drop the uh, Snoop Dogg show too. Ooh, okay. One about um, murder. Murder was the case. I think that's the name of. Mmm, that'd be hard. Okay. But he got that one gonna come out that I'm waiting on, and uh, on the 21st, I think uh, another season of the Power Book gonna come out. So that's the, what I'm. That's the, what I'm. The Canaan joint. Talking about the Canaan one. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I gotta catch up on both of those. I've been I've been watching other shit, but. I ain't know the Canaan season, the first season finished, so yeah, I definitely got to catch up on both. And those is on Stars, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I got to get the Stars. So, um, let me ask you something. As far as your music been going, what really made, what gave you that push to you was gonna focus more on your music? Because we flirted around with it, yeah, real, but we yeah. never really took it Okay. Um, honestly, bro, uh, I kind of just felt like, like. You know, I don't really like to make music music, but I feel like mm-hmm. when I do it, when I complete it, and it has a message in it, I feel like people really receive it well. And I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like it's bigger than me, honestly. I feel like it's just something that I have to do. Like, I don't always like writing music because the process of it, just, I know you know it. It's like, that shit's tedious. It takes time. You got to sit yeah. there. It's an art, bro. And you got to, like, you got to baby that shit. But, you know, when I, when I complete a verse or when I write something, I'd be like, bro. This is what I'm meant to do sometimes, yo, and it, and I still mm-hmm. I still teeter with it because it's like, do I want to go all in? Because it's a lot of you know mad rappers out here. Everybody want to be a rapper. Everybody want you know be Lil Durk and shit like that and use auto tune. Yeah. That shit aggravates me, so I try not to participate in that fuck shit. But it's just yeah. it's it's I feel like it's I've been doing it for so long, and you know my best friend rest in peace that that got killed. He the one that showed me how to like write raps and shit like that. So I feel like sometimes okay. I got to do it because he's not here to do it no more. Like when, when I left to Korea, he was still, you know, back home in the city, making beats every day, rapping every day. And I missed out on that, you know, just being away. So I feel like, yeah. you know, sometimes I got to do it just for the fact that, you know, my man ain't here to do it either. So, yeah, man, I, I, I'm trying to I want to put out a tape soon, but, you know, I got a lot of music that I wrote. It's just a matter of just putting it together and putting it out for real. Same, same here, same here. Because, <laughs> um, like, I, I really, it's like when I get in that depressing state of mind or something, I focus, I, that's what I turn to music. Mm-hmm. I don't really yeah, know same how shit. To, 
us being men, you know, we don't really express ourselves. We're not just going to sit down and talk about our feelings. Can I do it? Probably so. Yeah, yeah. Do I recommend doing it? No, I don't really do it. But you give me a pad and a pen, I'm going to tell you how I'm really feeling. Yeah, real you know? shit. Real shit. And uh, that's what I've been doing lately. And I got a homie over here that's making music. He's working on his album. And I let him hear some shit. And he was like, man, you got a way with words. He was like, that's the guilt. And he was like, to be honest. He was telling me how I should really pursue that and try to make it happen because he, he was like, he, he really fucked with it. He was like, it's not even about being uh, a real nigga or nothing like that. He was like, people need to hear it. He was like, you don't rap regular. He was like, it ain't about the guns, money, and the females, nothing. He was like, yeah. it's a message behind it. And so I'm like, all right, that's, that, that's my homeboy. He's supposed to, you know, tell me that. Mm-hmm. But when I rap to random, when we get drunk and we just freestyle, it's like, I had a kickback at the house and was freestyling. Everybody got quiet. And I'm like, <laughs> and it was like everybody was really fucking with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, you I'm one of those, you one of those people that that you know when you talk, people listen. So I, I can expect, I can imagine that. Yeah, I mean, when, once you start rapping, niggas like, oh shit, let me let me listen because I remember. I mean, yeah, and that got me looking at. I'm looking at myself different because I'm like, okay, what would make me different from? another rapper like what would make people listen to me versus not listen to who they favorite mm-hmm. rapper that's true that's a good question and, to ask yourself too and i think the main thing is i'm not really doing it for me i really can care less mm-hmm. but when i was a young kid growing up you know trying to run the streets with my older cousins and stuff like that it was like i really was lost and didn't have no guidance so for me that means okay if i can put this music out and y'all can actually sit and listen to it I'm going to give you all the guidance you need. Let me be the voice for you. For real, for real. And I, and I feel like that's the only thing that's separating, for real, like us and, and the people that's, that obviously made it is just the fact that, yo, we just sitting on it. Once we put it out, I feel like, I mean, it's going to be received well. And one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of upset about is, like, you know, being a career. I don't know if you remember, but we had, like, different phones. We had Korean phones, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I had, like, a lot of contacts and shit like that in that phone. And I think they stole that shit at the airport for real. I ain't going to lie. And then I, I took like a big ass hiatus away from social media and I lost contact yeah. with a lot of those people. But for you, somebody that just, you know, that's been in Germany for a few years, been in Korea, you've been around. You know what I mean, so it's like mm-hmm. all the people that you met and shit like that, you got to use those people because they going, you know, spread the word like, yo, my man is nice. Yo, you got to check him out. And that's a that's a wide, you know. Uh, range of people type shit so that you can reach. Yeah, and I think that's that's the plus side of it. Yeah. I have two different audiences I can preach it to. Yeah, yeah, for real. Right. You know, I, I I got my military people I can attack with it. Then I got my civilian people that I can also hit mm-hmm. up with. So it's all about, you know, the time I put into it and the work that I that comes out of it. That's really yeah, for sure. what it's more so we, about. We, we got a, one of these days we're going to definitely link in and I mean, we're going to put some shit together for sure because Oh, most definitely. I mean, the timing is everything. Yeah, you know what I'm definitely. saying? So it's like, we've been knowing each other since, what, shit, 2014? Yeah, it's been a minute, you know, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, we ain't never did nothing like that together. And it's a reason why. It mm-hmm. probably hasn't been for us to do nothing right now. So it's like, we ain't got to jump on nothing right away and force something and make something happen. Yeah. It'll happen when it's, when it's time for it to happen. You know what I'm saying? So. That's how I always looked at it. I just feel like timing is everything. Facts, and I feel like everything happened for me. I don't, I don't rush nothing. I don't put too much pressure on things. I, you know, everything happened how it should, and and you 
know, when the time come, niggas gonna know. Like I got a homie now, he sent me a song. And he's been waiting on my verse. This will be two weeks. You know, he's been waiting on my verse. Mm-hmm. He hit me up Monday. He said, hey, Pete, what a verse at? <laughs> I told him, I said, hey, if you got somebody else, you can go with him. But I got you. I was like, I don't want to give you no bullshit. But I'm like, the song is really touching. Yeah. Because it's like, I really have so much to say on it. So I actually have a verse ready for it, but. Bro, you need to remove your verse. That's how much shit I got to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so it's longer, like, yeah. let me, let me, how can I shorten this up but still get the impact that I want? Mm-hmm. And that should take you time. Know, you know, and gotta, yeah, you got to take out important, you got to leave the, the the right things and, and take out the things that you feel is like, okay, I could maybe say this somewhere else, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Right. Like, um, like I said, I watch a lot of different podcasts and interviews and I watch Bun B one, uh, like he was crazy. As soon as he sent me the verse, I listened to it because he's he's talking about how we don't know when our last day gonna be here or whatever. So it's like I got a lot of shit to say about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I watched the Bun B interview and he was talking about when Jay Z hit them up about the uh, Big Kempin song. Mm-hmm. He was like, Tim C wasn't really fucking with it. So they he was like he kind of begged the man to do the song. So he was like, Tim C was like, man, look, I'm gonna give y'all eight bars. That's it. I ain't giving y'all no more. I got other shit <laughs> to worry about. I ain't no rapper. Y'all the rapper. Yeah. And he was like, crazy thing is, he was like, he went in and he gave us eight bars off the top of the head. But his eight bars is what made that song. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, so I'm like, that that that's what I'm on. It's like I ain't gotta say too much, but what I do say. I want to be able. I want mm-hmm. to be able to catch it and impact you in some type of way. Yeah, definitely. And Pimp, I I don't know much about Pimp C, but now as you say, I remember he just gave that little quick little couple bars and just got up out of there. But yeah, man, Pimp C, Pimp C was nice, man. Was he was he into rapping or was he like doing other shit? Because I don't really know. I think he was into other shit, but due to that other shit comes to getting them locked up and in trouble, he started to focus more on the rap. Towards the end, okay. You know, uh, I think it goes back to you know once you see the impact that you can make through words, it makes you want to do it more. And plus, mm-hmm. it's like selling dope is easy, but going to the studio and talk that's that's easier. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. So it's like which, which one you which route you gonna go? Yeah, yeah. and it's you want to look over your shoulder, or you want to just go say some shit, get paid, cover racks, and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Facts. So. Are you into crypto, man? I, I want to ask you. Are you into the crypto and the stocks and the market and investing and shit like that? Uh, I'm currently learning about the crypto. I'll be trying to do my research and read up on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, in, I'm into a couple stocks right now. I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I'm seeing a little money coming in from it, so I'm just sticking with it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I done took L's before, this, you know, but every L I take, I look at it like a lesson. So it's like, okay, nice. I can put money into stocks if I lose it. I I'd learn something. I'm gonna figure out why I lost. Yeah, exactly, you know? and that's so the important thing. Yeah, yeah. I definitely um. I mean, off 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 mic and shit like that. Out. I've I've been learning a little about it. My boy been. I had this one dude uh, a few years back. He the one that kind of introduced me to the shit. So I'll tell you some things and 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 and. I mean, I I, I help y'all, but yeah, it's definitely. I feel like it's easy money for real, for real. Like I'm so used to me personally spending money on dumb shit, so that man. When I put it into the stocks and I see, I see it make money and or put it into crypto. Crypto's a long game, but the stocks mm-hmm. that's a long game too. But it's like, yeah, man, I got, I got I'd rather put my money here than put it into all. You know what I mean? Like I said, we spent money on dumb shit 
hundreds of times. So, yeah, man. All the time, man. Yeah, I'm talking about, I spent, I spent money on so much dumb shit. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I was at Campbell. They sent me to Africa for a few months. I done came back with some racks. I'm like, I'm sitting at the house with my little chick at the time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a snake. <laughs> we ride. <laughs> listen, I mean, we ride to the day of. Uh, I want to say PetSmart. Yeah. PetSmart. They got a yellow python snake in there. I'm looking at it. I want him. <laughs> you know. So we get the guy to come open the cage. He let him out. Man, I froze up. Ooh, shit. He, he got the snake in front of me. I'm like, I'm not gonna touch that damn snake. <laughs> and the girl I'm with, she got the snake that got like the, the snake that got on her arm. She holding it. Mm-hmm. And. He fucked around and it's, I guess he could sense I was scared of him. Yeah. He done stood up, he's sticking his oh, tongue out now. Ain't no. Man, no. the guy snatched him so quick and threw him in the cage. He took him in the back. He's like, man, I'm so sorry about that. My dumb ass, I already, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> he was like, he was going to snap at me. I said, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go look at these iguanas over here. Man, I went and bought two iguanas yeah. just because I like the color. I was scared of them motherfuckers, too. Yeah, I would have, too, bro. I don't trust these niggas. I don't know these niggas. Can't tame these <laughs> niggas. <laughs> man. I, uh, they gave me, like, a little container. When I bought it, they was babies. They gave me this little container. Me not paying attention. I had to sign them on the dashboard. So when I get in the car and pull off, it flip over. Mm-hmm. One arm out. I'm oh, about to crash shit. the damn car. I'm like, hey, get him. Get him. I'm telling you, get him. <laughs> so, so I'm like, yeah, man. Uh. I once I had them for like two months. I ain't know how to feed them properly, so they grow to their environment. So I done bought a big ass fish tank, you know, mm. and put them in there yeah. so fast. I it's like I couldn't even pick them up and get them out of it because I was so scared of. Them. I took the whole fish tank. I'm living in the very good <laughs> time too. I took the whole fish tank. I drove off post somewhere uh, to like a wooded area. Yeah. Flipped the fish tank over and got back in my car. And uh, I was, I'm fucking weak. <laughs> I said, man, that's one hundred and seventy-five dollars out of all. Just buying dumb shit, yo. Yo, moral of the story: man. don't buy dumb shit. Man, please don't, because I'm sitting there on watching. That's why I tell people, man, I don't try to get on social media too much because for one, it's depressing to me, Facts. and I have to accept TV for what it is. So that's what made me think I was gonna go buy a snake. I was watching the damn stuff. <laughs> Thought you was fucking Jeff Irwin and shit. Oh, man. shit. So, let me, uh, let me get your take on social media. For me, I try not to get on it too much. Like mm-hmm. I said, it kind of, uh, I guess it's just me being me. It kind of put me in a depressing state of mind. Not that I compare myself to everybody, but it's like, for instance, I can see you on um, Facebook. I see you upload a video of a song you just did, yeah. the video shoot. And it's like, man, I got some material too. I ain't put my shit out, and then I get to looking at the feedback again. I'm like, damn, would I get the same feedback? Yeah. You know, it caused me to wander so much that I drive myself to a depressing state of mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't really be on it too much. I like to just live my life for what it is, you know. Facts. What you think about? It? Facts. No, I feel the. I definitely that 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 feeling. I had it before. Um, this is be, this is why I went on my hiatus initially because at the time I wasn't really doing too much. This was probably like 20, 2018. Um, and like, I wasn't really fucking with music. I I didn't even have music in my mind, but I would look on Instagram and I would look on Facebook and Twitter and shit. Everybody living their best life, you know, living wonderfully. And I'm just, I'm out the military at the time. I'm just, I'm trying to figure shit out. 
So I went into one of those depressive states. I'm like, bro, if I keep getting on this shit, I got, I just got to delete it because otherwise it's not good for my health. I'm realizing that. So yeah. I deleted that shit for like a year. And then during that year, um, my sister, she came and lived with me at the time. Like she moved from PA to VA with me and she got me back into writing. So I got back into writing. I'm making music and I'm like, well, damn, this shit's good, but nobody can hear it. You know what I mean? Cause you kind of yeah. need social media to, to put shit out and, and get the audience and have people give you feedback, shit like that. So, um, I finally did that video for while I'm here earlier this year. And mm-hmm. my one boy that shot the video, you know, he, the one that kind of really told me like, bro, you got to just, well, before the year started, I told myself I had a plan with my sister and my cousin. And I think it was one other person. I'm like, yo, one of us got to put out a video. If we're going to take this music shit serious, we got to put out a video every month, at least once a month. You know what I mean, so that was my mindset yeah. going into the year. So that's why I put out while I'm here in like January, like early. Cause I was like, yo, I'm on this shit type shit. And, yeah. um, I kind of just had the mindset of, yo, I'm not going to be complacent this year. And I got to use social media to its advantage. Like I don't get on it that much. Cause it's like, like you said, it's a depressing thing. It's like a lot of fake shit and a lot of people just trying to look they best and shit. So, now I got a different perception of it. And I've seen shows like The Social Experiment and, and you know, Netflix shows that tells you how they just tracking yeah. you. And, and yeah, I mean, they just using you for what it, for what it is to, to get money. So exactly. I don't like to be on it either, but I kind of try to use it for its purpose, which is just putting music out, putting shit that I'm selling out. Like just other than that, I don't really get on, but I try to use it for just to get what I'm doing out. Yeah. You know I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got better at it myself. Like I said, as I got older and grew wiser, uh, I came to the conclusion that, um, social media is really a highlight reel. Yeah. yeah people is sure. never going to really post. Like a lot of times people not really going to go public with the bad shit in their life. Mm-hmm. They want you to see all the good. So I'm like, it's like basketball. It's just a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. These oh, people man. got bad days. It's like I got bad days. Yep. And once I understood that, I'm way more comfortable with it now. I'm okay with it now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can't get too caught up in it. And and I've read the, like, this study that said, like, you know, Instagram was, like, the it made teenage girls, you know, depressed and shit like that. And I believe it because it's, like, as a grown-ass man a few years ago, Nigga, I was kind of depressed looking at this shit. So I'm like, I can only imagine what it do to a little kid that don't know better. Exactly. Yeah, that shit is. I, I mean, I, I I still struggle with it just because I'm not like, I'm not hip. You know, like you said, niggas is older now. So it's like, I don't really know how to yeah. use this shit. Like, I got exactly. friends that can use TikTok and have a million fucking views. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing this shit. I can make a video. It'll get like a, a couple views, but it's like. Nah, I'm not really into this this shenanigans. Well, I gotta tell everybody, man. I, I'm living real life. Yeah, for real, you exactly. Know, I say, you know, I don't know how to really act with the cameras on. The cameras mm-hmm. on, you know, I, I'm ready to conduct myself a certain type of way. It's like, yeah. but my real friend, the people that's really around me, it's like y'all know me, you know. And I, like I say, I don't do. I don't know. I'm in a. I'm trying to. I don't know if I should get out of that state of mind or stay in that state of mind, but it's like. It makes me happy doing for others, putting smiles on other people's face. So yeah. it's like I'm more so on that side than just doing stuff for me because I look at it like I, nobody knows you better than you. So it's like I know I'm always going to be taking care of because I'm always going to take care of myself. But it's like 
I also know a lot of people that don't know how to take care of themselves. So I'll put my focus towards making sure these people are good at all mm-hmm. times. And and that's so. that's one of the things that helped me because that's that's what I do. Like for my job, for my work, I work in a hospital, depressed kids, anxious kids, suicidal kids, and that's my way of just kind of giving it back and talking to them. Like yo. I know y'all niggas is going through shit, but, you know, it can get easier if you just kind of focus on these type of things and not so much of this other shit. I mean. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Because right now, I feel like the suicide rate is at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. Like, Damn sure. Like you said, kids are getting depressed at a very younger age now. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up, it was like, shit, I ain't got no bills or nothing. I'm happy. I just want to go <laughs> play basketball and go run the streets, you know, and go walk. Like, I didn't even know what depression you know, was. I, I I never heard of it. Nah, you know, as long as I got me a bike or something, me and my homies mm-hmm. get on that bike with some pigs and a mags and ride around. Yep. Good. That's it. That's all niggas needed. Nigga, I had well, niggas. Nowadays, I was on the like, front sometime. Niggas on the back. Somebody riding like three niggas on one bike. We, but we going places. Hey, for real. <laughs> if somebody got the MP3 player, we yeah. taking turns with that. Listening to music. Hell yeah. Now that shit ain't simple. Bro. Now it's just shit complicated. People. People don't know how to act. Times is really, yeah. Man, when I tell you times has really changed, because it's like even then when I was a little kid, I remember going from the north side of town to the south side of town. It's like we ain't had no cell phones or nothing. Our phones weren't worried about us. We were safe. Yeah. Nowadays, let you not answer that phone call. People mm-hmm. swear. People cry. They don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, it, it wasn't always like that. What do you think made it get to that? Uh, That's a good-ass question. Hold on a second. Get back to it. All right. <clears throat> My bad. All right, so you said, what do you? Yeah. What do I think? Um, got it to the point where. Repeat the question. That shit threw me off. Yeah, that. like, like, it, like it's not safe no more. Like back when we was kids, you know, we can run the inside of town. Oh you know, yeah, you go yeah. have fun, no cell phones or nothing. But you know, now it's not so safe. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it's a combination of things. One is just like, I feel like. People in, in communities, they just got less trustworthy, you know. Um, for me growing up, it was like I was allowed to just be out, you know. I mean, I had to be home by a certain time, but, you know, there was never no yeah. fear of, like, you know, might get shot in the drive-by or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I was just in the neighborhood just with the bros, and we were just cool. And then we was told to go outside, too. Like, we wasn't – we couldn't exactly. stay allowed in the house. Ain't no – you're not about to just sit here and not do nothing. Go outside. Go play or some shit. Exactly. All being in the kid place. Mm-hmm. I I know for my like I think for younger people, I don't know if it's like social media or video games or whatever, but it seems like they just I don't know if they not allowed outside or they just don't go outside or I, I don't know. I don't know if they just being sheltered or like I don't know. I, I, I feel like if I have kids, I think you do got a kid, right? But when I have kids, like, I'm gonna tell them if I go outside, you like go play, like. Go, yeah. go figure some shit out. Like, I want you just sitting yeah, here I, in the house, just just looking at the same shit. You're not exploring. You're not able to grow. You're not able to get dirty and and hurt yourself and fall down. And me not be there and you be with friends and like. I think it's like the little the little shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like kids don't go outside and play hide and seek no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> none, of, none of the shit we grew up doing. They do now. I think. Uh, I think they take the music literally now. Like, I think they really listen to what a lot of these people are saying, and they want to go do that, not knowing, like, the rap game is entertainment. These are entertainers. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you got you got a few probably actually out there living it out, but for the most part, it's just music. Mm-hmm. It's whatever sells. You know, um, you got these movies now that's talking about like the old dope boys and stuff like that. And it's like teenagers; they think it's cool. They want to do it now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's more so about them growing up too fast to the point they're not even having childhoods nowadays. Because you look at the news any day of the week, you got sixteen-year-olds in there; they done throw their life away. Yeah. And I feel like, just like you said, like, kids are growing up way too fast. Like, for instance, there's this girl, or not even a girl, this child at my job now. Um, and she, like, 12, bro. But, like, like she's moving. Like, like you would have thought by her, like, behavior and shit. Like, she, like, 17, 18. Like, she real promiscuous, trying to talk to all the boys and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. you're fucking 12, bro. Like, you got to relax. Like. You shouldn't be trying to even. You shouldn't even be thinking of all this shit that you're thinking of. Thinking you grown, like getting yeah. your nose pierced. Like she pierced her own nose while in the hospital. I don't even know how that shit was possible. But she pierced her own nose there. I'm like, my nigga, like you gotta chill out. You gotta slow down. Like just enjoy being a kid. The shit is fun. Like you don't want to make it to this point. And you know that I think that's something they don't understand until they grown. Because when I was a kid, I wanted to be grown so bad, and yeah. now I'm like. I'm mad. I'm like, who the fuck created Bill? Because these <laughs> motherfuckers ain't stopping. You hear if they keep coming. Yeah. Who, who created this shit? So, it's endless. Yeah, story. I definitely agree with you on that. I don't know, man. And, I, don't, uh, I don't even. It's crazy nowadays, man. Yeah, basically, bro. Basically, yeah. it's just. And social media just changed the way that people, you know, like it's the highlight reel, and everybody just judging themselves off other people's highlights. And it's like, you got to focus on your own. You got to focus on. Doing it yourself first before you can even, you know, compare yourself to other people. Like, I can't look at somebody like like a basketball player, for instance. I can't look at a, a basketball player get mad at them because they nice because I don't work on my game. Like, I got exactly. I got to try too. Can't be mad at somebody exactly. else. Like, why people? I don't get why people be hating on other people when it's like, yo, they put the work in to get where they at. You can't knock them for that. Just do it. Do exactly. It it's like I don't have like. And people feel, I, I think people fail to understand that nobody really has a disadvantage. Like, no, nobody has an advantage over you because at the end of the day, I got 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. The same 24 you got. Now, you actually maximizing your 24 hours, and I might do something for two or three hours, and I feel like that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's the difference, and I don't yeah. think everybody understands that. Yeah. I feel like the military kind of helped me do that uh, in a way, too. It's how you said, like, it helps you mature and shit. Like, I never thought of, like, you know how the military, they break you the, the, the whole day down into each hour. Like, you about to do this for this hour, this, this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it really makes maximizes all the time in the day. So, I feel like that's one of the things that the military taught me, like, how to maximize each time of the day and really schedule things. Even though I don't really follow it too much anymore. But, like, yeah. you know, it's there and I, I'm aware of it that, like, all right, if I really need to break down my whole day. I can start at 6 a.m. and go all the way. I mean. Exactly. What So, question. Was it a hard transition for you when you got out? A little bit, definitely. It, it, it was. It's hard in, in many ways. First, it's hard in a financial way because, you know, military, you get paid on the 1st and 15th. Ain't no questions asked. Like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, being out, now you got to, like, actually get a job and, and, and do some other shit. And. It's different just being in a in a mindset of, all right, 
you know, one, I think, I don't know if they still do it, but, you know, when I was in, we had, like, the, the hour and a half lunch break type shit. That's, yeah, man. we still do. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then going to a job where you work eight hours a day, ten hours a day, and you might get 30 minutes, um, it's like, come on, bro, like, this ain't enough time. Like, I really yeah, need, <laughs> I really need yeah, like, some time to, to get myself back together. So, you know, it, it's hard to just work – from the military and then work a regular job because the shit ain't the same. It's good to call off that we can call off. You can't really call off in the military, but um, like there is some perks to it. But yeah, these thirty minute breaks that these jobs be offering is it, it, terrible. You know I mean, and then just sometimes the, I just feel like you know it's different because the military they feed you, but you still get paid and shit like that. And here you got to worry about every single thing. Everything's your responsibility now. I mean, yeah. Um, and then it, when I first got out, I was real anxious for for a long time. I mean, just being mm-hmm. in and seeing all that I saw, and it really fucked my memory up too. Like, I don't remember too many people anymore just because I saw so many people. Just being in Korea alone, it's like yo, I seen so many fucking people that when I see exactly. people's faces, I don't even I'm know who they are. I'd be like, you look familiar, kind of, but I don't know who you are, bro. So. Exactly. That shit is bad, and people will be like, like my brothers and and my friends and shit back home, like they'll be telling me about somebody, like, hey, you remember such and such, blah blah blah. I'm like, bro, I don't know who the fuck you're talking to. You're like, I yeah, know. you got to send me a picture. No, I you got to send me. I don't know who that topic. is, bro. So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it really fucked my memory up, and it really had my anxiety at a high, high level when I first got out, man. For like the first two or three years, like I was real easily startled and you know real jumpy and shit like that, and. A little mm-hmm. paranoid just because it's like, I know what can happen at any moment out this bitch. Like, yeah, yeah, this, no doubt. This shit could get real. I mean, so that was hard transition, too. And then just, um, it's hard. It, you kind of miss it, too. Like, it's just, it's kind of like a brotherhood if you're around the right people in the Army or the mm-hmm. military in general. Or, you know, you, you find your people, y'all click, and it's like, yo, we a family in this bitch, yo. Like, you know, we exactly. we, we away from everybody. We we was in Korea. We thirteen hours ahead of motherfuckers. Fourteen hours ahead. Niggas don't know what the fuck's going on over here. So exactly, it, you miss it. And and I have thought. I still to this day have thoughts of going back. Like man, I could go back and and you know I'll go in as an officer now and I'll do this. And but it's just like all right, well you know I kind of like my freedom out here and you know yeah. kind of do what the fuck I want. So that that that's that part. But it is it's it's a hard transition for sure. I, I can't lie and say it ain't. Uh, so I'm in this space now to where I understand the game enough. I've been in eight years now, so it's mm. like shout out to you, man. I'm that pretty. Nice, man. I'm in eight years in that bitch. Eight years, goddamn. Yeah, I just hit eight in October, so now it's to the point. I'm like, okay, I get up, I do PT from six thirty to seven thirty. Mm-hmm. From seven thirty to nine thirty, that's my time before I have to go back to work. Yeah. So from nine thirty to seventeen hundred, I'm working right. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of times I've said like seventeen hundred. Once you are working, you at home, you don't want to do nothing really. You want to sit at home, chill, take your shower, get you something to eat, cut on the TV and watch TV or something, and go to sleep and start over and do the same thing tomorrow. For sure. Um, I did that shit probably the first five or six years of my life in the military. Mm, okay. Um. 
now being around different people because even then, you know, I don't know. It's like I always vibe well. To, like I always vibe better with the older people in the military, the sergeant first class, the warrant mm-hmm. officers. Yeah, I know. Like so it's like being around them put me in a different mind frame to the point it's like I can't go work my ass off for y'all every day and come home and do nothing for myself because at the end of the day, this shit don't last forever. I got to get out at some point. Yeah. So I guess I'm saying all that to say, what are you doing for yourself now? You go to work and you put in this, you put in, you punch the clock for these people, mm-hmm. put in all this time, making their company better, really. What are you doing for yourself when you have your downtime? That's a good question. I like that question. Um, that's one of the things I kind of, on my podcast in previous episodes I, I've talked about, was, which is just like, you know, um, I think before when I was working for the longest, honestly, um, even mm-hmm. up until like this year, I just started working in August. Um, I was just, you know, chilling, just doing my own thing till then. But all last year I was working and years before that I've been working since I've been out. And what I was doing was just that I would, Go to work. I wake up, get ready for work, go to work, come home and not do shit, you know. And I told yeah. myself, like, all right, Omar, when you go back to work, um, you got to can't just work just can't be your only thing that you do in the day, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't do too much nowadays. Um, Like for myself, I'll be honest, because like with school, it's, it's, it's a lot on my plate, but I still try to at least make time to go to the gym. Um, to stretch, you know, like do some type of like uh, grounding exercise, whether it's just stretching or doing yoga or just like deep breathing and shit like that. And I try to do something that I enjoy, whether it's playing video games, listening to beats or something like that. I try not to just yeah. make work my only thing that I do in the day because I feel like that's what led me because I've been depressed before. And I feel like that's what led me to depression where it's just like all I'm doing is working for the fucking for the man and I ain't doing nothing. You know what I mean? And that should have really, I feel like that's like the number one, it can be one of those top killers of just like, I don't even know, like self-esteem or just mood or, or happiness or quality of life. That's what it is. It, it, it just fuck up your quality of life because you feel like you're not doing nothing else. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, uh, you say you're going to school too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, that, that, that's part of doing something for yourself. Uh, that is true. That is true. Yeah, so that's good. I'm looking at getting into it myself because I'm like, if I do 20, I'd be 38. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to get out and work for somebody else again. You know, I want to get out and be a main man, do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at this point, I'm maximizing my time. I mean, if I got to spend all this time away from my loved ones and my family, it's like, let me see. What, like, I don't like putting a limit to myself. Let me just see how far can I go. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. I don't really um, set expectations for myself because I'm like, I, like I said, I've been in eight years. My plan was to do four and get out. Mm-hmm. You know, the four year mark came around. Man, I'm not, I can't get out. I ain't got no money for this. <laughs> get out. You know, yeah, for real. so it's like um, at this point, I'm trying to put up enough so I can. Not only do something for myself when I get out, but I want to create jobs and create opportunities for everybody else. Yeah. So I recently I didn't fell back in love with basketball because I fell out of love with it. Like I yeah. said, I was just depressed, beating myself up every single day because I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. Mm-hmm. Um. So now it's like I want to start my own basketball program. I'm not sure if it's going to be AAU or what, but my target is like 
single parent household. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, get these kids out of the house for the summertime, take them around the world, whether it's playing ball or taking them to basketball games, but showing them it's more to life than where you're from. Yeah. You know, I feel like for me, what changed was being in Korea, really being in Germany, seeing these different countries and how these other people live. I never imagined nothing like that. You know, growing up, I wanted to move to the door, whatever the richest side of town. I want to move over there and get in that house and get a good paying job. That was it. But now that I know it's more to life, and I can have the same million that the next person got, let me go get that. Yeah. The money's there. It's just a matter of how you're going to go about it. Exactly. So it's like, if I can show y'all something different, maybe that'll make you work harder and want different. That's true. I would say, like, to that, um, like, I, I definitely feel like maybe it's just, like, a getting older thing, but I definitely feel like I'm on the same same wavelength. Like, one of the things that I've – I've even reached out to, like, you know, all my friends back home at a time. Um, I, I put them on, like, a group chat. Well, we was already in the group chat, but I put in the group chat, like, yo, I want to start, like, a, a football league or, like, a basketball league um, just for, like, the kids and shit. Same, same similar mindset. It wasn't single parent, but it was just, like, mm-hmm. people, you know, just in the hood or whatever that – you know, all we got to do is, is buy the equipment and have everybody else just uh, volunteer, volunteer ref, volunteer coaches, volunteer. Exactly. Because yeah. it's just like, it, it ain't even for me, it's for them, and it's a good cause. And starting shit like that is, is, is really, I mean, it's hard, but it's it's easy. If you got the right people that are on the same same type time that you want, it can make things flow so much better. Like, I had a lot of... I have a lot of uh, ambitious ideas as well, so it's like if if you're around people that aren't the same as way ambitious, it ain't gonna work. Like a lot of people I've I've noticed that I've been surrounding myself with aren't on the same same type times as me. So when I propose an idea of oh I want to do this, I don't get that reaction that I need. You know where I feel more motivated to go after it. It's more of like a all right, well maybe maybe it's not the best idea. You know maybe I don't know how I'm going to go about it, you know? So surrounding yourself with the right people, that's that's one of the keys to just, just like that's, you being that's, around people that's, you know, been in the military longer and shit like that. It's just a, I mean, you got to be around people like that, more knowledgeable, more, more experienced that can kind of, you know, just help you get to where you try and get to. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's very important because I got some guys, back home in the hood that I love to know. You know what I'm saying? But it's certain things I can talk to them about. It's certain things I can bring to them mm-hmm. because they haven't seen these things or been around these type of things. It's like, man, she ain't finna do nothing like that. And then that makes me believe that, like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I'm from here. I'm right here with y'all. I'm yeah. here with y'all. I can't do nothing like that. But then there's this other side. It's like when I'm away from it, it's like, Man, I can go do all of this. <laughs> yeah, for well, real. Ain't nothing stopping me but me. Yeah. You know, I'm in my own head. So mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely right about this. It. All about the people you surround yourself by. Yeah, it's, it's and it's hard to go back home too. Like especially when you get out. Like I ain't initially go back home. Like I, I went to Virginia first, and then I just like moved yeah. back home. Uh, not the same city, but you know, close to it, thirty minutes mm-hmm. away from it. Uh, just last year, so. You know, I feel like if I went back home, I'd have definitely I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Cause, like my boy, he's he. We got out the same day. Niggas left base the same exact time. Followed each other off the base. You know I mean, but he back home and things ain't going exactly how like I feel like it can be going if he wasn't home. You know what I mean, 
Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to be around them people that you've been around your whole life that know you like the back of your hand is. I don't, they don't motivate you the same as, same way as uh, some stranger in fucking another country will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't, they don't see what yeah. they seen. They ain't see like Korea or Germany and and see like yo, it's really a different life out here and ain't nothing to it but to do it. Exactly. And like you said, I think I think that's the main thing, man. Um, who I tell you about? I think at least for me back home, the hood need an example. Let me be that example. Mm-hmm. I didn't say adult to make it out. I ain't go to the NBA to make it out. I ain't become a rapper and make it out. But there's other routes out there. Mm-hmm. So I took this route and I'm maximizing it to the fullest. Yeah, so it's like, it, it, it's more to it than what we see and what we know that's right there in the hood. There's other yeah. ways out too. And mm-hmm. it ain't about what you think is cool and what ain't cool. Shit, make it cool. I make this army shit cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell people, it's like, some of the shit, I got now, it's like, I ain't really into the designer, but every once in a while, I go treat myself. So it's like, I got the Gucci fit. You know, I got Balenciaga <laughs> shoes and shit like that, but it all came from a regular paycheck. Mm-hmm. I ain't have to say those we're going to get it. And ain't nothing, like I said, people, I respect every man's hustle. If, if that's how you provide for your family, by all means, my brother go do it. But at some point in time, it got to come to an end. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, let's because, say you got to maximize the opportunities too, like, you in the military, it's a great benefit. Like if I if my path would have kept me in, I'd have stayed in no problem. Like I'm not saying it's easy, but I mean mm-hmm. it's definitely challenging. It's not a it's not a it's definitely not. I think it's ranked one of the hardest jobs in the world for a reason. You know what I mean, so yeah. I think that goes without saying. But like if you can do it, you got to do it because it can it can elevate you to another level. And if you manage everything correctly, then you know, you could you could do well for yourself. You know, I, I've seen people no start businesses while in the military, start businesses, you know, because they have certain, you know, just, just the backing of the military. I mean, it's a... And then uh, I think the most important thing is you never know who's watching you. And I think that's the most important and the most scariest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not last week, but two weeks ago, I was asked to do... Um, color guard for this general ball that they was having. Mm, So did I want to do it? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I got to do this on a Friday night. Friday (laughs) night, that's my time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. But I go do it on a fireman team, and I felt like, me personally, I didn't do anything special. I did what the other four people next to me did. Yeah. But in some kind of way, I stood out, and I caught a lot of people out. Mm. So... Once the formal part was over with, you know, and it was time for us to uh, basically, like, you know, in the middle of the day of the ball, you know, you kind of let your hair down, mm-hmm. relax a little bit, and yeah. you sit around, you can see you and talk. Um, once we um, put the color guard, we march in, we put the flag down and stuff like that, everybody salute to them or whatever, and we march back out. Once we march back out, then, you know, they call our names so like that, we all step back in. Now we can be seated at our table to get ready for dinner. Um, this one white guy, point me out and say, I want him at my table. Mm. One guy, food is already on the table. They already delivered his food to them. They move his food, put it on another table, and they put my food right there on the table with this guy. Me first, I don't think none of it. Like, yeah. You know, who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? 
I sit down so long we get to talking, and when he introduced himself, not only is he a retired general, he's the male here. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So I just sat here with this man. We just talked and had dinner together, and I left that night with his car. You know, he told me anything I need while I'm here to hit him up. Even when I leave, hit him up Damn. if I need anything. So it's like, I'm turning myself into a boss. Like, I'm really maximizing all these opportunities. Yeah, Why am man. I getting some of these opportunities? I don't know, but I'm blessed in some type of way. And that's what I keep reminding myself when I get down on myself. It's like, this ain't for me no more. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else watching me. You know, it's some guys in the hood that they ain't got no clue on what they're going to do with their life. But let me give you an idea. Let me help you figure it out. Because mm-hmm. I'm definitely figuring it out. And it's like, I'm getting opportunities thrown my way, and it's like they're coming from out of nowhere, but I'm going to take them every single time. For sure. And you got to be doing something right. Otherwise, they won't even be coming your way. And another thing is this, sometimes it ain't what you know, it's who you know. You know, you got to exactly. know the right person to get in the right room. And if you don't know the right person, you can't get in that room or and have those conversations with whoever you need to talk to. And that, and that's the most important thing. I think that's what I, and that's what I try to preach to the younger people that come to me for advice and stuff in the military. Like I yeah. tell them, uh, you got to know how to talk to these people. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I first came in, <laughs> I talked so goddamn country, wasn't pronouncing <laughs> words right, but I was okay with it because I'm like, shit, that's where I come from. That's how we talk. Mm-hmm. But like when I get around these people and I sit down in the room and I have to talk to these people, it's like. I got to get better at it. I got to get better at it. And at the time, the girl I was dating, she used to laugh at me because it's like I used to practice simple words. I couldn't say shriek for nothing. I was, it was shriek. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was simple words I couldn't say. And it was like, I practiced the most simplest things ever. And honestly, it got me far. You said so, it got you what? It got me far. Oh, got you far. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. It's like, man, I, I never. I never seen myself being in here this long. I never seen myself connecting with some of the people that I'm connected with. And everywhere I had PCS from, I've had people reach out to me and tell me how much I did for them. And it was like, man, that was just me being me. I didn't know I did that for you. I didn't know I meant that much for you. I was just being me. Yeah. You know? Um, Regular shit. I loved, I loved Korea. Y'all was like family. Then I went to Campbell. And that really was family. I don't know. The vibe was just so different there. That really was like family to the mm-hmm. point, man. I spent my last night in the bedroom there. I damn near cried. Because I was like, <laughs> damn, I want to go, but I don't want to leave. Yeah. And then the day I finally left, I really broke down. She was like, I received so many messages and calls from people telling me stuff. Um, And it amazed me because it was from some someone was men. And it's like. Grown men don't give other grown men props. Not why they here. Yeah. Not to they face nowhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had one guy tell me, man, Pete, you meant so much to him. I'm going to miss you forever. He was like, it was times he was broke. He was like, man, I just go to my room and try to go to sleep because I ain't had nothing to eat. And he was mm-hmm. like, every time that happened, bro, you text me and say, hey, I cooked so-and-so. Y'all come through and get a plate. Mm. He was like, man, that meant so much to me. And I was like, bro, that was just me being me. I don't know how to cook yeah. for one person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was niggas I didn't yeah. even know. I'm knocking at your, I'm knocking at your door. Hey, man, I cooked in room, such and such. Come get you a plate, cause yeah. I don't want to throw no food away. I know people I ain't got no way to eat. Guys. Real shit. So, you know, I was doing me being me, but it it inspired a whole lot of other people. It made people look at me a totally different way. At first, I ain't like it, cause I'm like, I'm a hood dude. I don't want to. 
I don't want y'all to give me this much praise. Then I go out and do some dumb shit. Exactly. And yeah. I basically showed y'all, but I yeah. realized that man, that's just who I am. I mean, you got to accept the good and bad. You know, I wasn't always on the straight narrow road. Sometimes mm-hmm. my shit was crooked, but it comes with age. It comes with being wise, and it comes with realizing it's more to life. Definitely. Definitely. This shit is like, it's, yo, it's really a journey, man. And I always preach, yo, like, you just can't rush it. You just got to enjoy it and just go through it and, and make the most of it every day. Because it's like, like you said, we got a chance and a choice. And you just got to make the most of both of them things. Take every chance you can and, and make the best choices you can. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, I know you said, like, you, you're just going to maximize the military out. Um, So, uh, you also... Hopefully, you know, I, I get to hear some music from you. Hopefully in 2022. I ain't going to put the pressure on you to do it this year, but um, what, what's next for you, my brother? What, what, what's what's on the, you know, what's the things that you, you're trying to accomplish in the next couple of years or so? Um, music is one of them. That, that, that's one thing that's going to be next. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most importantly, um, the so on my on my board, what I have written down, music is number one. Uh, number two is a mentorship program. Mm, okay, like that. Too. And I'm not allowing myself to look at anything below that. Those are the first two things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I made a couple promises to people, so it's like you know, as a man in this world, we ain't got nothing but our word. So mm-hmm. it's like let me keep my word towards these people, and secondly. Let me get this mentorship program. Like, let me let me get this running because too many blacks being gunned down, young, old, all of it. Like, it's too many yeah. of us being gunned down, and there's really no justice behind it. There's really no real reason on why we're being gunned down. So mm-hmm. it's like, let me try to save as many lives as I possibly can while I'm here. I feel like my purpose here on Earth is to uplift and help others. Nice. So. Let me tend to that. Let me do what I'm here to do. So that that's what's next for me. How I'm going to get it started, I'm not really sure. I'm going in it blind. I'm spending my own money on everything that I need mm-hmm. to do because none of that matters to me. I think the most thing that matters to me is saving lives. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what's next for me. Word. I, I, I hope nothing but success in those things. I got some of the similar things on my, my, on my agenda, too. Um, and I hope we could we can achieve achieve these goals, man. I hope next time we talk, hopefully it ain't too long from now. Um, but you know, hopefully next time we talk and we do this again, you know, it, it's, it's still nothing but positivity. Um, I appreciate you for joining as a guest. You know, I love you. I hope nothing but, like I said, but good things happen and keep coming your way. And I'm glad you're still here, man. I'm glad you're still going strong in the military. I know that shit ain't easy, but you know, I'm glad you you just. Killing that shit and doing what you got to do, and yeah, man, you know, um, man, I, I definitely appreciate, it. I definitely appreciate this, and I'm smiling now because this is it's so crazy to me, man. Because like I said, opportunities keep coming to me. Yeah, last night I just spoke on like I literally just spoke on this last night, man. One of my female friends, I was talking to her about starting my own podcast, and she was pushing me to do it. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find somebody that got one, get on there with them, <laughs> and see how it, how it works out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 
I left my phone at home today when I went to work because I was late. I overslept a little bit, and I'm in charge now, so it's like I have to, you know, I have to keep a certain appearance. I have to be on time for this and that because I can't preach it to the soldiers and I'm not doing it. Right. So it's like, man, fuck that phone. I'll come back and get it on lunch. You know what I'm saying? And next time I look at my phone, is you asking me about the podcast, and I'm like, man, is my phone tap or something? Like, how, how do you know this? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so I, I really thank you for this, man. I really yeah. thank you for this experience. Yeah, start it, bro. Um, start the pod, man. This shit is that was one of, that was one of the main things that was on my mind at the top of the year too. Like I said, I was I wasn't going like keep standing in my comfort zone. I was like, I gotta start this podcast, you know. Um, exactly. I feel yeah, like that's why I want to do it. You just gotta do it, bro. Like my first recording was on my cell phone, bro. Like the first three episodes of this podcast came off my phone, just recording it and and using the audio, bro, until I can. Upgrade to better shit, you know what I mean? So, yeah. just just start it, bro. Start with what you got until you got more. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, bro. Yeah, because definitely when I get it up and running, I, I definitely got to get you on now. Oh, most definitely. Uh, hell yeah. I say it was a hell of an experience. I appreciate the opportunity. For sure, my brother. And many blessings your way too, my brother. Yes, sir. Take care, man. I holla. All right, man. All right, bro. What? Oh, shout out to my boy Paige, man. That's a real one, man. Going for some years, and I'm glad that we was able to, to you know, just bust it up and talk and shit like that. I hope y'all enjoyed that, man. And you know, before before we move on to the next thing, I'm gonna just you know play another song, one of these things here, and and then uh, yeah, we'll 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 get into something else, man. Before we, before. Before we escape, so let's see, let's see, let's see, let's let's play this right here. This is this is Jay Ali smoking small talk. Let's go, man. It's your boy. I know what you're trying to do. You wanna smoke a small talk? Yeah. Turn this up, man. Turn this up. We end up with our clothes off. If we get fucked up, I'm gon' end up inside of you Tell your boss you relax, man, you working I'm always in the mood Tell that nigga don't come back for the next 20 minutes, man You busy 2 a.m. Get my phone, but you won't lie Tryna chill, got the gas, we can roll up You ain't at work, then roll one up, man, what you doing? Roll it up Girl, make it quick, hop on the tip You know what it is, it's a long ride Set the vibe, man, get your mind right Just lift the Club. Baby, come inside, you ain't gotta go home You just wanna burn one and get in your zone oh, I know what you're tryna do You wanna smoke a small talk Funny every time you do We end up with our clothes on Hey if we get fucked up, I'm gon' end up inside you Ladies, if you in the crib by yourself, man, go ahead and shake that thing, man Ain't nobody I'm here to see you When you wanna smoke a small talk Move them hips, it's cool You ain't got no plans, I'ma make you my shawty Throw a couple plans all over your body It's all good, man, hey, man Um, so before I let y'all go uh, I do want to tell y'all, man, about these shows. I'm glad Paige was able to tell y'all about, you know, some of the things. Money Heist, of course. I like that. I can't wait for the next season. 
um, the BMF series, uh, new Canaan coming out soon. Dope sick. New episode is out. I didn't get to watch yet, but I'm gonna watch it tonight. I think it's episode eight now. The People versus Purdue. I think they finally make it to court. So I'm gonna check that out. Um, I've been watching a new anime. I heard it's been popular and it's old, but it's called Hunter X Hunter. It's pretty cool. Nice little adventure and action um, anime. I'm, I'm I'm just catching up, man. I'm trying to get in my anime bag too, man. My shorty should be looking out. Um, new season. I mean, not new season. New week of NFL. Week 11's here. Uh, I'm trying to listen. My fantasy team, we still going strong. I'm still in second place. I'm, I'm hoping I can, you know, pull out a win this week. It's going to be interesting. I'm gonna give out some some predictions now, just because uh, we're gonna see how this how this goes when the time comes. Uh, so I don't know the score of the the the, the Eagles. I'm mean, not Eagles. What am I talking about? The Falcons in the the Patriots game yet? Uh, but so I'm not, I'm going to predict the Patriots going to win that though. Um, and then we got the Bengals, my squad, let's go against the Raiders. I predict, I think we're going to beat them. Uh, maybe like 31, 21, uh, Joe Burrow throws two touchdowns. Joe Mixon scores a touchdown, a couple field goals in there. I think we'll, we'll, we'll do a good job on Derek Carr and maybe he'll throw a pick or fumble. But like I said, I, I got them 31, 21. Um, Colts and Bills. I actually think this is going to be a good game. I think Carson Wentz won't look that bad, and I think they'll do a good job on the Bills. I think it'll be a close one. I'll say 27, I mean, not 27, 28-24, the Bills. Um, Ravens and Bears, I think this might be a low-scoring game. I think the the defenses will show up. I'm going to go 21-17 Ravens. The Lions and Browns, uh, we don't know if Jared Goff's going to play. don't know if Baker's going to play either. This might be an ugly game, but I'm going to take the Browns uh, 24-10, to uh, but it won't be pretty. Titans and Texans, I think the Titans might just go ahead and run it up on these boys. Um, I'm going to take the Titans 28-Texans. Uh, 14. I think they'll they might score twice. 14. Packers and Vikings. This should be a good game. Um Aaron Rodgers is fully back. Vikings was looking good. They won last week. But I'm gonna take the Vikings in a high scoring game. 34 to 31. Vikings. Dolphins at Jets. Now, this is interesting because Joe Flacco, he's making his first start as a Jet. Well, he played there before, but he's back again. Um, so I think I think Joe Flacco will do it. I think he's going to beat them, man. I think it'll be 24-21 Jets. That's what I'm going with. Saints versus Eagles. Uh, I don't know if Alvin Kamara is coming back, but Jalen Hurts been doing pretty well as the Eagles starter in the last couple of games. I'm going to take the Eagles, man, in the low-scoring game. Uh, 21-17 Eagles. Panthers Pat, uh, and Panthers and Washington football team. This is Cam Newton against his old coach, Ron Rivera. I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. Christian McCaffrey's fullback and healthy. Um, Newton's going to, you know, play a good game. I see the Panthers winning 28-21. and 21. Panthers. 
49ers and Jaguars. I think this will be a low-scoring game for the most part, and then I think in the second half the 49ers are, are turn it up a notch and, and, and really pull away. So I'm going to go uh, 12 to 27. Uh, Cowboys Chiefs, this should be a good game here, but I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I feel like it's going to be 24-21. Cowboys, Cowboys on the last-second field goal. Steelers and Chargers, the fucking Steelers, uh, they tied with the with the Lions last week, which was just an abysmal game without Ben Roethlisberger. But I think the Chargers will win this game 24-17. to 17. Um, let's go with that. Fuck it. Giants and Bucks on Monday night. I think this would be a good game too. Very interesting. I got the Giants with 21, the Buccaneers with 34. Kind of a high scoring game. Those are my predictions. We'll see how that goes. Um, that's week 11. Hopefully this shit turns up. Let's fucking go. Basketball's back. Um, listen, it's still early in the year. So listen, just, just, just. Watch the highlights. Enjoy it. There's a lot of teams looking good. Steph Curry, he might get the MVP. Klay Thompson will be back soon. It's going to be great. LeBron at Lakers still struggling. Bulls are still looking good. The Durant lost to the to Curry, so that was shocking. Um, and, yeah, man, it's just a lot of injuries, not enough healthy teams yet. We'll see how it goes. When Christmas time gets here, this one will it'll really turn up. But until then... We just going, you know, play it by ear, man. And again, shout out to my boy Paige. I'm glad he joined. I hope y'all enjoyed this. And let's see, man. What am I going to end y'all with? I'm gonna give y'all a couple, man. Uh... Actually, ooh, I got a good idea. So, you know, just because my man Paige, he did point out that, you know, I'm a musician and I like to make music. Although I don't try to be a rapper, I'm going to play uh, an old song of mine to start this off. This is called I'm Hers, She's Mine, off the EP called Just For You. This is in your phone now. Omar, Omar, search it up. Let's go. Hey baby, please tell me what you thinking I've been thinking about you on the weekend Me and you, maybe we can get to creeping So time flies, we don't know where we being Hey baby, please tell me what you thinking I've been thinking about you on the weekend Me and you, maybe we can get to creeping So time flies, we don't know where we being you all mine like I just put the chips in You all that in the bag of chips we can dip this Let's slide baby hop up in my ride I don't gotta dramatize the way you killing time aside Tryna get you by my side and keep you by my side To be honest I can lie angel from the sky We can compromise and we listen to some Sade Roll some good gas said we could do it my way Next time around baby we could do it your way You say you in the foreplay okay I don't need more say uh Turn your lights down low and point it to the sky I can slide in the back, don't gotta run a hot. 
Hey baby, please tell me what you thinking. What you thinking? I've been thinking about you on the weekend. Me and you, maybe we can get the creeping. Till time flies, we don't know where we being. Hey baby, please tell me what you thinking. I've been thinking about you on the weekend. Me and you, maybe we can get the creeping. Till time flies, we don't know where we being. You said you bout money, I know what that living's like If you could ride, then the pole is positioned right Shorty, we could get it on like the kitchen light Bust it up with blunts from night to the morning light You talking about this, I'm all about that You said your last nigga, he ain't about that You got me looking for it, don't need a road map Your last dude was a burn, don't gotta hold that You all mine like you signed it over to me I'm all yours and you know just how to do me Said you ride like queen up in the movie Sincerely yours and I feel the same way truly, huh? Like I said, man, that was Omar, Omar, I'm her, she's mine. I thank y'all for tuning in. This is Mornings with Omar. I'll catch y'all next week. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay beautiful. If you black, you stay black. Hey, God got us, so we ain't got to worry. I'm just crushing on you. Just crushing on, crushing on, crushing. When we're playing no Like it's 85 Ooh. Open up, I see that pussy smile yeah. Ooh, it's tight, I know it's been a while uh -uh. Handful of that ass, girl, let's take it down Can tell the way that you walk, ain't no underwear uh -uh. Put it on my face, girl, I love the way you taste Glad that I got